Yeah, welcome to Florida's first podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Bayfront edition with the big old yachts that I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> we rolling? Are we We're good? Rolling. Oh, what's up, man? Welcome to Florida's Fittest Podcast, Bayfront Edition. Uh, out here it. in sunny, beautiful downtown Sarasota. Hippie Edition. Yeah. We, uh, doing cross-legged. Yeah. Is it Yogi Edition? Uh, Feeling it's like very rich Sarasota edition. It's like very balance zen. of nature slash affluence in the background. Yes. Yeah, I don't feel very zen with all the you affluent know. in yeah. the air. There's so many boats in the back. <laughs> that's, that's me being me. But um, yeah, like there's there's a lot of things going on in the sports world. Um, obviously, Florida's reopening, which is awesome. Uh, a lot of people from up north, which I'm originally a northerner have uh, issues with that <laughs> but you're not in Florida so so shut up yeah <laughs> you're not living up. this life really so yeah um, you have no say <clears throat> but um yeah like uh, I know sports are opening back up yeah uh, professionally at least and then just a couple hours ago the governor said that um, youth activities are opening up so youth sports including summer camps are going to be opening up soon, so that's awesome too. Yep. Um, that's really great for. So a lot of these kids are just stuck at home, right. doing virtual learning, which is well and good unless you do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I just kind of want to break in. It's kind of the reason we're doing this outside. Yeah. It's like get out this of the is house. The first week that places are officially opening up, at least for Florida. Too. Yeah. So might as well get outside. And, and like, I mean, the weather's always beautiful here. Sarasota, just like the uh, TV show Siesta Key always says. Yeah. It's not 78 it's, degrees outside all the time. We're actually in Siesta Key right now. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know, Bayfront Park is part of Siesta Key. It's all Siesta Key. You don't notice the sarcasm in my voice. From and here I, I can't to 75 to <laughs> like. Till here from. Anna Maria. <laughs> to, to yeah. Like Venice. Yeah. It's Anna Maria all Island. And, Siesta Key. You know, downtown Venice, it's all Siesta Key. Yep. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like everything in Los Angeles is Hollywood. It's True. all Hollywood. Well, I wouldn't know. I mean, yeah, I've, I've never been out the there. Same deal. It was the same deal. Well, then if that's the case, then Long Island is part of New York City. Yeah, the way it breaks down is like <laughs> you got the hills and then you got the OC. <laughs> that's basically the only breakdown. True. So where's San, San Diego? Not San Diego is technically like the OC. Whoa. And if you hear that, that is uh, Sarasota getting angry with us yeah, for making fun Thor of it. Thor is uh, Thor's present. Thor, yeah, Thor's present. Strike us down. But, um, yeah, well, let's uh, get into some stuff before get we get rain, rained out. Yep. But um, you heard about, uh, we talked about Unbroken Designs earlier before. Oh, yeah. Um, Unbroken Designs are CrossFit sports equipment, sports equipment, athletic wear, wear. gear. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, the owner, uh, Jen Rando, made a derogatory comment. Starts with a what, W. Yeah. Ends in, with in back. Her, yeah, in her Instagram post for their kids, which is, you know, it's just... I mean, I'm sure you face your your share of discrimination as well as I have, and like I, I feel sure. like everyone has, and it just shows what kind of person you are. Like, you can't be that naive or ignorant to it. Yeah. And like, I I don't hate you for it. It's just you know, it is what it is. Like, you just lost you lost respect from me as a person. But what happened after was totally uncalled uncalled for. I like. Why she didn't do a really good job. She didn't do it, no. She was very disingenuous of when she apo- to, yeah, like, apologized. apologized. <laughs> yeah, which is fine because, like, you can cut ties with her company. Yeah. 
You can, you know, not support her vision. You can even unfriend her, but the death threats, like especially yeah, yeah, yeah. towards her children, is un uncalled for. Like, it's always unnecessary. Yeah, like it's very unnecessary, and it's unfortunate that our society and our norm, our new norm, has come to this where, you know, you can get behind a keyboard, you can find out somebody's, everyone's information right away, yeah, and then uh, commit, you know, do these credible threats like. You know, having their home address and saying that I'm going to cut your head off is a credible threat, you yeah. know, in the eyes yeah. of law enforcement. So um, for people doing that, you know, it's totally wrong, totally uncalled for. And like, just take, come from a person who's faced discrimination before, like just take the high road and just, you know, walk away. Yeah, doxing is a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. Like people, people use it as a means of like influencing other people. Yeah, that's basically what it is. But I mean, it's it's weird that like it really is weird that we can't live in a society where you can have a difference of opinion, or in this case, make a terrible mistake. Yeah. Without someone randomly threatening your life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very unfortunate that this is, you know, society has come to this, and yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But speaking of more society. Well, besides, well, before we continue, <laughs> like I, I think. Besides that being a, being related to this podcast because it's a it's unbroken design. Yeah. The other part of it is just like part of part of developing strength in anything is the willingness to face adversity, and sometimes you you have to tackle situations like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this both for her and for people who are on the other side of that. Um, it's learning to go. Okay, I'm not gonna go out of. I am such an insecure human being that that my only way of finding some sense of validation in my life is to be part of a mob and threaten to kill another person. Yeah. That's kind of lame. It's well, not kind of lame, that's actually- Well, that just goes to my sheep theory, like once again. Yeah. So, um, speaking of sheep and I've, like, this whole COVID, I'm so sick of COVID-19. Like I'm- That's I'm why really, we're out here. Yeah. So I'm out here, not social distancing, um, being, healthy and conscious of or aware of my of the risk that I'm taking mm -hmm. but um you know things are opening up I don't want to be at home all the time because uh, you know so I get trapped like like I said before I get trapped in my own thoughts if I don't write it out I wallow in it so I'm happy to you know be able to go to a gym be able to escape my my own reality be able to talk to my my friends and family without having to worry about stuff and like you know, going to the grocery store still causes like a lot of anxiety because everyone's wearing a mask and everyone's walking down these one-way aisles and like it's getting kind of ludicrous at this point. For you? Um, yeah, for me at least. Um, I feel like a jerk. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I say like I simply don't care. Like, like I had a lady before tell me uh, in Publix, um, she had, she suggested that I should wear a mask. <laughs> and it's mind, young yeah, man. yeah. Well, like out of nowhere. And uh, I've grown more mouthy as I gotten older. Um, thanks, Dad. I get that from you. But uh, you know, just a snide remark, like because she said it very snarkily. I don't. Is that a word? Snarkily? I just mean. We'll call it snarky a word for this episode. Yeah. And uh, we'll say it's a word. So I, you know, I looked in her uh, basket, and I'm like, you should watch what you put in your body, and I just left it at that. <laughs> you know, like don't tell me how to you know live my life. Like you can worry about yourself. So, uh, listen, lady. That's all I gotta say about face masks. 
just, just don't be a sheep. Like, you know, do what makes you comfortable, makes you feel safe, but don't follow everything you hear. I mean, if, if, if following a crowd, following your particular crowd makes you feel comfortable, don't pawn that off of, don't push that on yeah. people. There, there is a certain etiquette to, to dialogue and criticism and conversation with people. <laughs> And be like, hey, I'm genuinely concerned about your health. Yeah. Here's here's a mask. Like, here's a mask. Yeah. Don't be like, what a what a mask, you idiot. Yeah. Uh, don't don't do that. It doesn't it doesn't really like bode well for your message, let no. alone it doesn't really get it across that you know no one cares. People <laughs> just get defensive. Yeah. It's and just, annoyed. It's more annoyance than anything. Yeah. Like I, I'm not gonna get defensive about it. It just yeah. is what it is. Like hey, I respect that you wear a mask, and that's all well and dandy, but. You know, you know it's funny because I know because because we're I'm excited that we're, we're going to be able to develop more of Streamline soon. Mm -hmm. I saw a post on a uh, on a triathletes group. They actually had to <laughs> I forget it was I think it was the CDC had to put out a, uh, like a guidelines a guideline for not wearing your mask or cloth mask while you go swimming. Well, okay, so. There's a thing with common sense, and it, like they say, it's not so common. <laughs> if you try to wear a mask while you swim, chances are you're either gonna waterboard yourself <laughs> or you're you're gonna drown. Like those are the two things. Uh, just use your head, like. Yeah. And honestly, like I'll, I'll say this as a former swimmer, chlorine kills about 98% of everything. That's true. Uh, yeah. Including your hair and skin. That's true. So. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. Like, I actually saw on the the Sarasota YMCA Sharks like <coughs> Masters group, they have um, open water, like open lane, open swim times or whatever, and like designated slots. You're not allowed to use the locker rooms, and it's like I get it because it's the YMCA and a lot of uh, the elderly community of Sarasota goes there. Yeah. So they're more susceptible to this. I'm not even gonna call it a pandemic. It's a this situation, viral infection, that's all it is. Um, you know, I, I get it, like, you know, for, for their safety and everything, and they have, you know, designated times, I think 45 minutes to half an hour. That's, you know, good enough to do whatever kind of yardage you need to do. But still, it's, I, I just can't wait for things to get back to the way they were. Mm -hmm. I'm not even gonna say normal, because what is normal? You're right. So just, just, just back to way, things where they were, where people open. weren't freaking out over silly things. Oh, you're gonna be so. freaking out for a little bit longer. You are. Yeah. You will be. Yeah. We'll be all right. Yeah. But. Uh, but moving on. But moving on, like uh, we've been working on some stuff. Are they pressing for, on? Well, what's going on with the? Uh, I read something, and I didn't actually get a chance to read into it about the CrossFit Games and aromas. So. What's going on with that? The governor of California has a schedule for professional athletes opening up on June 1st, mm. which is bodes well for the CrossFit Games. Um, a lot of the games athletes that qualified are being disqualified now or disinvited. I don't know how, like uninvited. Okay. So people who place well at sanctionals, like um, Willie George, who I think is like the, the French champion, is uh, uninvited to the CrossFit Games because of viral infection and travel and restrictions and all that uh, stuff. So it, it sucks for like that case. And like, you can't really, like if you're not inviting all the top athletes to the games, can you really call them the fittest on earth then? No. 
So, and like they, so they cut teams, they cut age, like the age group, so they're ages now. Um, masters, at masters and teen athletes, so they're both cut as well as teams. And what Rich Froning, four-time, you know, four-time champion, individual, and I think he's the three-time or four-time champion team with uh, Mayhem Freedom, he's holding his own competition. So he basically gave a big middle finger to uh, the Castro and CrossFit Games and like, hey, I'm hosting my own event. So um, that's pretty cool and like, uh, yeah, good for him. I mean, that, that'd be a real, you know, cool test and I hope they, you know, videotape it and, that's you know, put it on a, a like a YouTube stream so or something. screw yeah. you to Castro? Yeah, basically. <laughs> A lot of um, people said screw you, well, Castro. I mean, Castro is a very hard person to like, but you know, he's not wrong. One of those he, he's an acquired guys. taste. Yeah. You know, like I feel like you know, if I met Castro, like we'd be best friends, but I, I definitely want to punch him. <laughs> he's you got know? that vibe. Like, he's kind of uh, yeah. He's got. He definitely has that vibe. So I feel like you know, it's, it's, yeah. I, I dig the CrossFit game, <laughs> and you're, you're carrying the torch yeah. for Glassman, but you just have that look about you. Yeah. He's definitely. He reminds me of like. Frat fraternity brother. I just I just want to punch him in the face. It's he's just like the squirrely fraternity brother. Though. Yeah, but he like definitely a... can kick your ass though, because he's he's a seal. <laughs> no, I don't think he ever became a seal. Was did he? I think he's a seal. Yeah. Is he a seal? Yeah. Yeah. I think he was I'm in. Look yeah. Into that. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta look into that. Either way. Some like contention. Either way, I feel like we'd be best friends, but he definitely want to fight at least yeah. once. Yeah. Um, just once, just to get it out of the <laughs> Just get it out of the way. Uh, well, other than that, like you know, gyms are opening back up, so True. I'm actually getting back into training and I, I love it. I'm, you know, lifting the weights I used to lift. They're, all of it's heavy and uh, just adding adding new stuff in there. Uh, just regaining my strength. And I actually yeah. been putting together, I've been working with you, putting together some stuff for high school athletes. Yep. So if you're a high school athlete, if you're like a underclassman, you know, freshman, sophomore going to your junior, senior year, you know, there's some some things that I, I wish that I knew back then that will help you. And if you're a high school athlete going into college, you know, you have you made it to the pinnacle of basically sports, which is college athletics. Um, I have, you know, some some information for you guys that I wish I knew when I was going in. And, you know, thankfully I had, you know, my dad who's very hard on me about sports and nutrition and edit, like uh, workout, workout routines. Um, I had a, kind of a leg up on a lot of athletes, but there are certain things that I, I wish I knew back then that I do now. So I'm going to share it with you guys. Hopefully it will benefit you guys. Um, we'll, we could talk about some of the things that they should be doing, um, especially if you're a high school athlete going into college. I don't really have to worry about the revenue sports, so, you know, football, basketball, or baseball. But for your other sports, like you guys need to be running in summer. Um, regardless of what sport you play, if you're a swimmer, you need to be running. You know, if you play golf, you need to, you know, at least walk at least a 5K every day. Because mm. you don't, you don't have a golf cart, and you're gonna have to carry your own clubs to every hole. Yeah. So, and like I know from my experience, like the golfers at Florida State, like they walk the stadium steps with their golf clubs on their backs. So, just a you know little heads up of like what conditioning is gonna be like when you get there. And like things you can do now that'll help you out. Yeah. Um, I talked about like the six key lifts they should do, and uh, why it's important. And uh, we can go on off of like the lifts. And um, yeah, want to drop that a little breaky, right? Yeah. Here. Boom. 
Thor's hammer's cracking, but Mjolnir? there's no rain in the... Mjolnir. Mjolnir? 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 There's no rain in the uh, forecast today, so I guess we're good. This is called uh, heat lightning? Yeah. <laughs> it's just I don't so believe in heat lightning, that's not real. It's just so hot. Just like a lot of things. <laughs> like, uh, now. It's like COVID? What? What? Sorry, I don't what? know. What? Crazy. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, let's see. Okay. And rolling. You're back. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I talked about like the, the weightlifting for athletes, like the things they should be doing. Not really concerned about the revenue sports because they have a pretty good strength program. But for the other athletes, I think it will definitely help, um, especially high school high school kids that are going to college and even the high school kids that are trying to move up to, you know, the varsity team at least. So that that's um, or the starting squad. Yeah. So I think that would be really really beneficial. And like, there's things you can do now, like like running, you know, regardless of what sport you play. Um, once you get into weight room, like doing those, focusing on those six lifts will help you tremendously. Like, yeah. don't be the kid that does bicep curls the first, th you know, first day in the gym, because that's not gonna help you in any way. But, wanna get me more girls? No, no? honestly, no. You mean if I just improve my athletics, that might actually- Well, let's put it this way, cause like, cause I feel like most of the people listening are male. Mm. You need to get a female on the show, and that'll definitely really help. Do. Yeah. But um, but most of the most people on the show are, are male, and um, I'll I'll basically say this: uh, Where does your testosterone come from? Steak. What body part? Oh, uh, I know this one. Yeah, your balls. I know this. So one. basically, if you work your legs, you're gonna boost your testosterone because it's the closest big muscle group mm -hmm. to them. That's true. Uh, I like what you did. Um, I like the dynamic warm-up stuff that you did. Yeah, that and we um, talked about that. Um, like that's really important because, like, you know, over the years, like people have done like static stretching, and that's actually proven to cause more injury than help. Mm -hmm. So, like, static stretching is good for after like a workout, like cool down. But the dynamic warm-up, if you're not doing it, um, and if your coaches are not having you do that, you're severely missing out. Um, you definitely need to. Uh, it's going to get you more ready for game time is going to get you you're going to have a better practice and like we we did it as swimmers and like you know like well we're not in the we're not on land i'm like yeah well it helped us in the water you know just as much mm -hmm. so definitely um something to incorporate into every workout and every practice and every you know game time game day so uh yeah just things to work on and like we'll we'll give out little tidbits um i'll talk about like recovery um, cause that's a real big thing and like, especially when you're working out like two a days and you know, in the summer, you know, recovery comes a big component, like college, you, you know, you have the, um, the ice baths and the cold tub, which helps a lot. There's all that. Um, and the, the thing that if you follow this podcast, yeah. um, you've been pretty clear about even since you were a kid, like was a priority yeah sleep is huge Eating was a priority uh yeah um like it's, it's like part of you, the whole package your muscles don't grow when you're exercising you're actually damaging them the only way they grow and you get stronger is if you rest properly um that's you know a thing that a lot of people need to understand 
and um, you know sleep is a big component so like if you're it doesn't matter how much sleep well it does matter but like when you're a young athlete especially like in your teen years like if you're if you're not getting like at least eight hours of sleep you're only hurting yourself so you know as you get older obviously you need less and less sleep so like for us like we can get away with having six hours of sleep you three hours of sleep <laughs> uh, it's not optimal and frankly you're on the, the times the, that i've been able to sleep more have been the best for my recovery yeah, yeah you're on like the uberman sleep cycle i don't know like, what i'm on like the three hours and you get you feel like you slept for eight hours it's all that math yeah just, <laughs> just kidding. kidding that's, that's, a joke. <laughs> that's but, called um, a joke people. yeah <laughs> but uh yeah sleep is very optimal um nutrition obviously is very optimal like you have to focus on what you put in your body how how much you're fueling it and um you're just timing i mean like steffi cohen already debunked the the 30 minute window post between workout yeah, window. post workout window like you can actually feed up to like two hours after you work out yeah. and it's totally fine but I, I think the the theory behind that is that um the mtor pathways kind of decline at, as you get further and further away from that post-workout window yeah but you still can take advantage of the fact that your body will shuttle most of those nutrients into your muscles i think that's that's what people are trying to take advantage of yeah is they want to shuttle as much of the nutrients that they take in after the fact into their body uh, a consideration. I'm gonna nerd off for a second. Yeah, um, dude, nerd off all you want, man. Yeah. This is good stuff. So nerd off all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> Important consideration is that um, when it comes to that um, that post-workout window, is you do have to be in a relaxed enough state where your body is not in that uh, peri-workout fight or flight. Yeah. So it, it would behoove you to actually make sure that you have a pretty solid cool-down period after the workout and actually get into get out of that uh, that sympathetic nervous system state so yeah. that you can actually start to digest because what you're when you're in a workout in your workout mode and your flight or flight stress mode your um, um your digestive system is actually not it's not completely turned off but it's not engaged yeah because it's not a priority to your body when you're in the middle of I, I definitely noticed that like when I did CrossFit competitions I could not eat after a workout um, even if I cooled down I just couldn't eat and when I swam in college and high school, like I could not eat before I raced and I could not eat after I raced. I had to wait until prelims were over or finals were over until I could eat again. Um, it's just one of, it's one of those things, um, at least for me as an athlete. I knew athletes who can, you know, eat were eating, you know, eating sandwiches literally 30 seconds before they raced. Like yeah, I, I just, yeah. I, I was one of those people who couldn't do that. That, that so. stuff too, that stuff has to be trained. But I mean, just, yeah. just to primarily focus on that post-workout window, do make a point to relax as best you can for me personally what i've been mm. doing is i do take um what's called holy basil or, or tulsi um i'm still looking for the literature on that that specifically states that it calms things down um, as far as uh, your sympathetic nervous system goes yeah. um, i just tell people that it kind of does the opposite of what caffeine does which is to hype up your sympathetic nervous system get you in a fight or flight and the reason for taking the the holy basil or the tulsi post workout is to get you more into that zone of, uh, of relaxing. relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So whatever it is that you need to do to get into that mode, it's going to help with digestion. And just to address your point about, about training and eating, if, if you're going into an event or going in events, triathletes, runners, uh, CrossFit Games athletes or anything like that, 
and basically any athlete like yeah and fueling is going to be part of the event um you need to train that in because yeah. your body needs to adapt it or you need to know whether or not you need to fuel at different times like you, maybe you need to fuel up a lot the evening prior yeah prior to the event for you to actually get, yeah. digest enough of that fuel to carry you through a certain portion of the events so yeah whatever you're doing. like i'll give an example especially for me um i had to fuel up the night before like traditionally for swimmers like the night before big meet or even a weekend meet it's uh we go to an italian restaurant carb loading lots of pasta all kinds of pasta it didn't matter i mean especially since we were that hyperactive it really didn't matter what we ate but yeah. we just had a just a bunch of carbs very glycogenic yeah. yeah and you know like I, I was always smart like i always had like the big salad before too so like i have you know all my micronutrients in there as well um, I stayed away from red meat during the for the meat because it was it's hard it's harder to digest like um, yeah. obviously chicken or fish was much easier yeah. so I, I did a lot of that and then um, you know post post college and you know into like CrossFit like when I did CrossFit competitions I have to know like I know the night before like I have to eat a certain amount of food in order and then in the morning have breakfast which is going to be like something very quick and simple like maybe oatmeal with like berries or like a banana and a protein shake just to, enough to get me through the morning and uh have have some review you know reserve fuel in me because i know i won't be eat in between i won't be able to eat in between events yeah if that makes sense yeah. so um and I, I was the same way with swimming I, I couldn't eat in between events like thankfully we had powerade uh you know in college where that gave me enough you know boost to get through multiple events and then able to hold me off until after prelims was over so that helped a lot so just just be smart with your nutrition and always yeah. like plan out um you know you, if you plan out your meal plan plan out your meal like in between events like what you're going to eat yeah so. and a, all that all that what mark said right now is a matter of him tweaking and adjusting over the course of the years that he's been training um so if you're just getting into this um Try and follow whatever's already out there, yeah. and just according to whatever your body does. Yeah, just you have to know your body too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm I know my body from trial and error, okay, things that worked, things that didn't. Um, yeah, it's like just just be in tune with your body, and like it, it will nine times out of ten, it won't it won't screw you over. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, what absolutely. I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I mean, and and things will change too, yeah. um, from event to event from uh from sport to sport age it may to age change. it's age <laughs> things do change like yeah. for example i mean you made a really good point about how um intuitively you just didn't eat um heavier proteins like steaks prior to events yeah that makes sense because maybe that's just how a marsh body processes it you may process it completely different yeah. again it's just a matter of tweaking and adjusting as you go you're uh, as an athlete you have to keep an eye um, and be aware of that because you're always trying to cultivate as much um, optimal performance as you can. Yeah. Cool. That, that's my spiel. What else we got? Uh, not really much. I mean, kind of a, another filler on beautiful Bayfront. Yep. Um, just like get outside, people. Like enjoy the weather. Uh, we had a nice get together at the at Siesta Key the other day. We did. Uh, we weren't social distancing. We uh, no. met up with friends and had a party on Beach Access 2. Lots of food. Mm -hmm. 
which was delicious. Lots of food. Lots of, lots of food. Oh my god. Uh, Big Mike and Ali Rex were there, uh-huh. and Dan and yeah. his girlfriend were there, and uh-huh. his kids. So we had an awesome, uh, awesome, awesome you know, get just together. get together yeah. with lots of food. Um, water was beautiful, beach was beautiful, and you know it was nice to see everyone out. Like even like the young kids, like it's, Being it's crazy. Young kids, yeah, the young kids, <laughs> man. It, it's uh, it's totally different. Your music is a lot different than. What we listen to, yeah, and like we're not even. I'm pretty sure our that parents, far. Our grandparents said the same thing. Yeah, but we're not even that far away from age as they are. Yeah, like realistically, you know, maybe like 10 to 15 years. Yeah, and like the I don't know. We we can riff on this a little bit, but the new age rap sucks. Like I hate it. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just different. It's horrible, yeah. dude. Like I don't even understand like what they're saying. 90% of the time. Yeah. And like, they all look like circus clowns. Like, one dude was, uh, he got arrested for snitching, basically. It's Kashi, 6'9". Yeah, 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 yeah. I listened to one of his songs. They, I was just like... He legit he, looks like a clown. He, yeah, he does look like a clown. <laughs> uh, I was like, this guy actually makes money off of this. Like, this is like a lot of money. I mean... I, I don't... I don't buy it, man. People buy it. And, uh, I guess it's what's trending. More power to him. I think TikTok gave him the powers. <laughs> honestly, probably what it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, mumble rap's the thing, and I don't get it. Like, yeah. I think the artists that are doing are the closest to like the sound that we're, we're used to, like Wu Tang and stuff. Uh, I would definitely say J Cole. You got J Cole. You still got, you got Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick. You got, Drake yeah. sometimes. Drake sometimes. Travis yeah. Scott's got. Travis, yeah. Um. Rick Ross, if he ever produces another I know, right? song. He just is a kind yeah. of a hype man in the background for yeah. a lot of things. Um, well, like, yeah, like, bring the old school back. Like, that's so much better. <laughs> you definitely sound like an old head. Yeah. yeah, old head, boomer, whatever you want to call me. Yeah. So whatever. Either way, I think the, the, the biggest takeaway from our beach get-together is that, um, really, through all of this, is that it's personal responsibility takes priority over anything. Yeah. And like no matter no matter the amount of fear that you try to impose on anybody, like we said at the beginning, so people want to make their own decisions. And uh, you have to be responsible for whatever it is that you decide to do. And yeah. that's that's sort of at the heart and of And you know like is. I didn't see anybody wearing a mask and like I no one yeah. said anything to us for not distancing or whatever. So it it's yeah. you know, it, there's it's a small community, I guess. Yeah. You, you know, for people who want to live in fear and people who want to just let people do what they you're need entitled. to do, you know? You're entitled you do to what do you what you, what you need to yeah. do. I mean, after all, this is America. I mean, mm. love it or leave it. Yeah. You know, don't don't impose it's, your, you know, yeah. restrictions on me. Understandably, the, yeah. the, the balance of, like, the social contract between large tracts of people yeah. is a little bit tricky. Because when you have a group of people who are genuinely scared that they're gonna die because this plague is gonna sweep over the country, yeah. and then the rest of them are not, and then you have samplings of people who are not social distancing or following these guidelines, and you have entire countries like yeah. like Japan and Sweden. I think there are a few states that weren't doing it, yeah. who are okay or have about the same numbers as everywhere else. It's kind of hard to justify, and I think that just speaks to the fact that it really falls to personal responsibility yeah Whatever. and like I've always had this belief too like like sorry to cut you off but like no, it's good. if um if you believe that you're not gonna be ill or if you're not gonna get hurt or if you're yeah. not whatever if you're gonna pass this test or if you're gonna li- make this lift yeah. if you really believe it 
it's gonna happen. So like, I I know for me, like I used to get sick a lot as a kid because my both my parents were teachers and they used to bring whatever they got from school home, and I used to get sick. And now as an adult, I get sick maybe once a year, if that. Yeah. And it's only for like maybe one or two days. Yeah. It, it's uh, you know, it's all relative, and uh, like not to say like I. I'm very dismissive of this thing, and it's for a reason. Because like I don't think I'm going to get sick. I call it optimism. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Like I can't stand when people are like you. You have a sniffle, you sneeze, like oh, you're getting sick, aren't you? And it's like no. no. To some extent, there is a bit of of logic behind that. In that, once you kind of hold on to that idea that you're sick, then you stress out. Yeah. Which then elevates the amount of stress that's in your body, which then makes you more prone to actually getting sick. That's, which makes yeah, you then exactly, actually sick. Yeah. It's like a self-perpetuating yeah. thing. Whereas it's if you so just, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, yeah. basically. Yeah. Whereas so. if you just look at it objectively and say, okay, I right now have one symptom. Let me yeah. address the symptom. I have sniffles. I have okay. I have body aches. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like hot. So then you come to the conclusion ultimately that okay, these series of symptoms mean I have the flu. Yeah. Then you do that. You don't jump to the conclusion just because you go in this like weird like circle of like, oh, maybe you have fever or maybe you have just an allergy or maybe you have, it's like, it's unnecessary. Yeah. It's, it's totally absolutely unnecessary. unnecessary. But like for those people who are going to the gyms, like just be smart, be smart. You know, if you're having no, if you even think you feel sick, don't go. Yeah. And if you do go, wipe down your equipment and put your damn equipment away. That's wild. It's uh, one of my pet peeves. I literally went on a rant earlier today on uh, Instagram, and I sent it to uh, the gym owner. Um, just be respectful. Like, just put your stuff away, man. Um, I've never in my life have I not, never in my life have I used equipment and not put it away. You know? What do you say? I, you know? I, I don't. I don't know. And and there really is no excuse, by the way. Yeah. Because a lot of times, by the end of our workouts, by the end of our training sessions. We are tanked. Yeah. We're dead. I mean, like, especially like like one of the powerlifters, like he went on a rant the other day. He's like, this guy squats 600 plus pounds, okay? I can't even fathom what 600 pounds feels on my, on my back. <laughs> Honestly, I can't. Heavy. I, I never done it and I never will probably. You can stand with it. I don't think I can even stand with it, dude. No. That's, a, that's a lot of freaking weight. That's 200 more than I've ever done. So if he has to put every single plate back and then the heavy bar that he uses because if you don't use the right bar yeah yeah. you know like if he he left it on on the rack guarantee you i'd be pissed but he's a genuine person and (laughs) you know genuine athlete like considerate person he's going to put it away now if you leave that stuff out like that just shows what kind of person you are you're just a person who doesn't give a shit and you're just entitled (laughs) like just be respectful like that you know i mean an entitled jerk yeah like jerks honestly like for people who don't put their stuff away, they they really should do stadium runs until their lungs bleed. Yeah, yeah. I think you should be penalized. I think for every yeah. time that that or like a burpee for every pound you leave on the bar. Ooh, raise the stakes. Raise, raise it's a lot of burpees. There. I know that could be a lot. Better like after. Well, it's like it has to be in tears. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I have a buddy of mine who went to go to jail for some ridiculous reason for mm-hmm. a little bit. I think it taught him a lot of discipline. Yeah. But we, amongst the other inmates, there is a like level of like, if you screw up, I think if you screw up the one time amongst a group of inmates, it's like you do a couple of push-ups. Yeah. If you screw up a couple more times, it's like you do like 
something ridiculous, like 50 up-downs, which is basically burpees. Yeah. And then if you screw up like a third time, it's like you get like a two-minute beating, 50 up-downs, and some like you get like, I don't know, like you're, you're grounded. <laughs> I forget what it was. It was something ridiculous. You're on lockdown or something. Yeah, like yeah. But I mean, it's like, I think maybe they sh that should be imposed. Well, um, yeah, because like, I mean, <laughs> for me, for college at least, like if you were late to the weight room, you had sled pushes in the turf room. Yeah. I think you had 15 of them with a heavy ass sled. Yeah. Not fun. Not not something you want to do at five o'clock in the morning. Yep. Um, if you were late the second time, obviously you were kicked off. Like that, there's no excuse after that. Um, and a lot of people learn the hard way. Conditioning wise, like if you failed stadium runs, you we added another one. And like if you left out equipment, we added in, you know more stadium runs. It's just. It's just a delicious. Yeah, you learn to appreciate. You learn. Yeah, you, you learn real quick. You're gonna learn. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Stadium runs are not fun, especially in 100 degree heat. Yeah. Uh, sled pushes at 5 a.m. are just something that I never want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you learn pretty quick not to screw up. I think we just live in an environment where we are given so much room. Yeah. There is a lack of accountability because there are no consequences. Yeah. Like whether it's whether it's not picking up your weights or feeling like you could just tell somebody that you're gonna go murder their kids. That's yeah. just a lack of accountability. Yeah, there's a lack of accountability and like... And it's something that you do learn well, in athletics. You th learn this is the thing about the internet too, like, if you type on the internet, if you insult somebody on the internet, you can hide it, you know, you're hiding behind a keyboard. There, Chances are they're never, you're never gonna run into them never. in person. Never. Back in the day, if you said something, like you said something to someone's face, I guarantee you, you're gonna get punched in the face. Yep. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. Well, you can do that, but there's obviously consequences. Yeah. But that stuff doesn't happen. So, like, I don't know, different times, man. That, yeah, and I, th I mean, I, I didn't necessarily grow up in the same regular athletics that you did, mm -hmm. but what I've learned is that the weights don't lie. Weights don't mm -hmm. lie, the training room doesn't lie, the training just doesn't lie. You can cheat, granted, yes. This is why we don't, people for the most part don't like, um, don't like steroids. Yeah. And and um, uh, performance enhancing anything. Yeah, PEDs, just, uh, steroids, and all that's that. That's stuff. because we aspire to some level of integrity amongst people. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be the kind of person that can't stand a politician because of his lack of integrity, but you act without integrity, you're a hypocrite, and you <laughs> need to learn your own goddamn lessons. That's all I got to yeah. say about that. Amen. I'll wrap on that. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh... That's pretty solid. I mean, I have my thoughts on politicians and like if, if you're a good dude, like if you're a good, like if you're generally a good person, you care more about the people around you than yourself, then I'm behind you all the way. Just remember guys, yeah. you abandoned Tulsi Gabbard yeah. and that was a good one. And now you've got, <laughs> you've got uh, Biden. So uh, we'll yeah. let that one play out uh, or that plays out. Yeah, I'm not gonna go into political views. But uh, cause uh, I have family members who listen to this. Yeah. And, I'll definitely get a lecture sooner or later. So. Um, but I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, man. So we'll call it a podcast. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, as always, you guys can follow us on Instagram at Florida Fitness Podcast. And we're you, on Facebook. On, we're on Facebook as well. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. Google Podcasts, Breaker. I think there's another podcast stream we're on. El Anchor, obviously. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, give us a listen, give us a five-star rating or give us a one-star rating. I don't care what you do, just give us a rating. Um, I'm busy working on the website. Yeah. 
busy with a lot of things. But we're we're, we're going to invest in some more mics and more equipment so we can bring more people on. We got some shirt designs that'll be coming yeah, out. Yeah, definitely we'll some shirt designs. See about people vote on that. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, get, we'll get, get some uh, we'll get some more guest speakers on here and uh, get their different more perspectives. Ladies. Yeah, more ladies. So ladies, because uh, it's basically just been a bro fest of late, which is not. I mean, it's nothing wrong with that, but it's a bad cave. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, setting up a lot of things. So yeah. website, website, shirts, um, Patreon, or yeah. if you guys, I mean, if you want to get, this is an option. Yeah. Um, if you guys feel like you want to... We can put on Amazon wish list. That's true. And um, what I'd like to do too is Amazon wish list for some stuff we might need. Yeah. Um, like the mics. You know, mics, mics are, mics are not cheap. Like Cameras yeah. are not cheap. Yep. You know, stands and electronics and all, uh -huh. all the stuff that help us produce this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, all or cost just money. if you just yeah. want to throw a few bucks our way for like gas so that we can go see other yeah. people in local for area. Sure, yeah. Or uh, if you're feeling crazy. And like, uh, want to throw flights our way? That'd be dope too. Yeah, shoot. yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, but just yeah, whatever you want to support the podcast. What we can do right now is before we set up the Patreon, we could just do like a PayPal me link. People want to do that. Yeah. Just want to throw a few bones our way, and we'll just talk. You know, whatever you want to throw away definitely yeah. helps. Definitely, you know, yeah. help support us and. Gets the word out there. Yeah, kind of grow this whole thing, and like, obviously, like this is. You know, this is like, we just want to help other athletes and you know, shed light to different people's backgrounds because I had a unique background, you had a unique background in the sports, you know. Everyone we've talked to had such a different way of getting into athletics and it's, you know, it's very inspiring. Like, n none of us had the same background. So it was very, uh, it's very excellent in how we, you know, all got together. So, um, we're right, shooting this on um, Memorial Day weekend. So everyone stay safe. Uh, have fun. Um, yeah, enjoy time with your family. Wear your PPE. Just kidding. Yeah, just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right, stay safe, guys. We out. See you.